you so much. And for all of our guests, any guests that's with us today, maybe for your first time or first time in a long time, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with us at City Hills. We just, we've been praying for you and just really pray that this service somehow, some way through, the, through a song or through a message, through, through some way that you would hear that God's with you. Like right now in this season where you are, that God's with you. We have the tendency to, to think that God would be with us if we were in a different circumstance, but Christmas reminds us that we don't ascend to God, but that God came down to us. And so that, so that right where we are, He's where we, we need Him. And we don't have to, we don't have to do, be somewhere else. We don't have to do some other thing. But God is with us right where we are. And I, I want to share with you what I've been praying for these, uh, this, this, as we prepare these last few weeks, as we've been preparing for this. I've been praying for people that you maybe are experiencing something in your life that you would say, man, I've, I'm having a change of plans. Like I'm, I'm, I'm facing something right now that I didn't necessarily plan or I didn't necessarily expect. I've been praying for you. I really feel like God has a word uh, for somebody in this place today. I have a quick question. How many of you, you are a planner? You are a planner. I see your hands. How many had Christmas done before December? You had all of your shopping done before. Anybody, anybody, come on, raise it proud. I know you planners, you are very proud. How many of you are like me, you're going to be shopping on Christmas Eve? Come on, somebody. I mean, I am, how many are a procrastinator? And I know some of you, you'll raise your hand tomorrow. <laughs> you're like, I don't know, maybe later I'll raise my hand. That's me. That's why God gave me a planner. I married a planner. But, you know, it, no matter what you, no matter what, how much you plan for in life, there are always things that are going to happen that you don't expect. And in those moments of our expectation not being met, there doubt, despair, uh, can, can arise in our minds and we can be fearful and afraid and really question and doubt if God is even there with us. Because when things don't happen according to plan or things are not happening according to plan, it can really uh, shake us to our core. And the, and the birth of Jesus this time of year reminds us that, that things don't always happen the way that we expect them to happen or the way we think they're going to happen. And, and, and it's like this with, with, with kids in general and specifically with with having a baby, we our, our first when our first son was uh, to be born, he was his due date was May the fifth, Cinco de Mayo. We were excited, we were ready to go. We were new parents, so we thought they were gonna he was gonna be born on May fifth. Like, so we were planning our whole life around it. I had a business trip scheduled. We were living in Orlando, Florida at the time, and I had a business trip scheduled in um, in Kansas City, a meeting there, and. We uh, had talked to our doctor a few weeks before. I said, hey, um, around, on uh, April 5th, I have a, a meeting in Kansas City. Can I go to it? Do you think, he's, do you think it's okay? And he said, oh, go ahead. You have three weeks. You have at least three weeks before the baby's going to come. So, so I'm like, okay. And I, and I get on the plane, and we go, I go to Kansas City. Kara's in Orlando. And I get a call immediately after I get to the convention center where the meeting's going to be held. And, and she says on the other, on the other uh, line, my water just broke. And I'm thinking to myself, well, can you fix it then? Like, can, can you fix the water? Can you fix? Can you call a plumber? Can you fix the water? But, but that, that could not be fixed. And so we, uh, so we went to the hospital. I know she went to the hospital. I went to the airport and prayed for a seat on a plane. And the ticket agent said, if you would have been here 30 minutes earlier, you could have got a straight flight to Orlando. But because, of, you know, because you missed this flight, it's going to take you 12 hours to get home. And I just thought, oh, man, there's no way. And, uh, and, and long story short, I made it. We, she waited on me. And <laughs> 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 
what I learned about kids, they just, they do what they want to do. And they've been, he's been, my son's been doing what he wants to do. Like it's, it's, that's his personality. And so with our second one, with our second one, we just canceled all trips because you don't know what to plan for. And, and the birth of Jesus was not according to the plan of, of a lot of people, of most people in the, in the day and age that he was around. The, the Jewish people, they weren't expecting a Messiah to come the way he did. They thought he was going to be some conquering king, overthrowing the Roman Empire and sitting on a physical throne. And they didn't ever expect that Jesus would be born to uh, two kind of just blue-collar, normal people, a, a virgin girl, a teenage girl, and a, and a carpenter. They, they, they never saw it coming. And because it wasn't according to their plan, they really missed it. And a lot of times we miss the glory and the goodness of all God wants to do because it doesn't fit in our little box and our little plan. And, and when, we, when we don't recognize uh, what God is doing, we, we miss out on the miracle of Christmas. And Christmas reminds us that everything doesn't always happen according to plan. Mary and Joseph, I'm, I'm sure they were first in line to raise their hand and say it didn't happen the way they planned it. They were an engaged couple whenever we find them in the scripture. But there are things about their life that we don't see in the scripture. Like, how did they meet? Maybe they were at the third service. Maybe their church was meeting in a, their synagogue was, was, was kind of a, a new synagogue. And it was a growing synagogue. And they had an old uh, DMV that they met in, in a warehouse park um, in, in the west side of their city. And, and they had three services and, and maybe they came to the 1145 service and she, after worship, looks over, you know, and does, you know, she's praising God and looks over and she sees a good looking man. And, and he looks over and sees her and they, 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 they're like, um, you know, notice one another and, and they, they talk afterwards and, and she, he, she's attractive to him and he has a J-O-B. <laughs> all her other boyfriends lived in the basement of mom's house and played Xbox all day and he was a carpenter. He had a business, and, and, and they fell in love. Suddenly, all of the songs on the radio started making sense, all the love songs. And they started dreaming and about the future, and she would write their initials and hearts on pieces of random paper. And they were just falling in love, and, and they fell in love so much so that he goes to her parents and, and asks for her hand in marriage, and they say yes. And he takes some of the money that he had, uh, he had been making from his carpentry shop, and he buys a rock and uh, pre prepares to put it on her hand, takes her to a really nice restaurant and gets down on one knee, shaking, his, he's shaking, he's terrified, and he asks her to marry him, and she says yes. And they immediately commence planning their future. I can identify with this because whenever I got engaged to uh, my wife, Kara, we, we used to just drive around and dream. We were broke as a joke, but it didn't matter to us. We would just drive and dream. I would drive up on nice car lots, and I'd say, baby, this is the kind of car you're going to drive if you marry me, you know. <laughs> we, would just, we would just drive and dream and talk about the future, and maybe they drove in, in, on their donkey, and they <laughs> dreamed about the kind of house they would live in, and maybe they thought they'd have two kids. Um, maybe, they, maybe they had some names that were in their mind of what they wanted to name their kids. You know, maybe, maybe that's what they were thinking. They, they were ordinary people like us, and they had a plan. They had a dream, and maybe she heard a, 
that maybe she, maybe she had these ideas and she had heard a name when she was a teenager. She thought, oh, I'd love to have a child and name it that. And she had all these plans and all these aspirations and dreams. And right in the middle of their plan, God breaks in and brings an invitation to Mary and says, hey, you are highly favored among women. There's something so special about you and your purity and your love for God. I want to invite you to be part of the greatest story ever told and to be uh, the, the mother of the Lord himself and, and, and that, that, that she would conceive this child born of the Holy Spirit. And, and she was amazed because she'd never been with a man before, but God said to her through the angel that it's going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she says, be it unto me according to your word. God, whatever you want to do in my life, that's exactly what I want to do. And, 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 and the plan changed whenever God kind of broke in and, 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 and invited her to be part of the story. So the next part, she goes to Joseph and tells Joseph what had happened. And you'll never believe this angel came to me and, and, and told me I was going to have a baby and I'm pregnant with God's baby. And Joseph thinks, you crazy. Like you are a, who is this? Like we didn't talk about, this was not part of the plan. Because he's not thinking that she's even telling the truth. He's not thinking that she saw anything from God. He's thinking she's been sleeping around and we were supposed to be pure and we had made all these plans and decisions and, and look at you, you're going off and you're, 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 you're sleeping around on me and, and, and it's, this is not what I had planned. If you have your message notes, I want to just show this to you in the scripture. When Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, we get to get a picture of what Joseph's response was to Mary's vision that she had had, to Mary's experience that she had had with the angel. It says in verse 18, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And watch Joseph's response. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. In other words, he did not agree. He didn't understand. He, didn't, he thought she was lying. This was not part of his plan. This is not what he thought it would be. And I'm sure Mary, at the same time, she was disappointed as well because God had spoke to her and she had said yes to God. And I, I think a lot of times we think when we say yes to God, everything's going to go great in our lives and everything's going to go peachy and there's not going to be any problems. And she's thinking, God, I told you, you could. I, I want to be part of this plan. I told you I wanted to fulfill this calling that you put in my heart. But, but, but you didn't say anything about my fiancé divorcing me, my fiancé breaking off this marriage that is about to happen and all of my dreams are being dashed instead of coming true. God, how could could you be in this? This is not according to my plan. And maybe you could identify with Mary's sentiment here this morning and you're facing some things in your life right now that are not according to your plan. That, that, that you thought this job was going to be your ticket to advancement and provision and to be able to have everything that you have dreamt of and you never plan for the downsizing. You never thought you would be job hunting in this season of your life. You, you just, you, you never planned it. You, you never planned that your kids would not be making the decisions that you had planned for them to make. You'd raise them one way and now they're out of the house and, and they're not doing things the way that you had planned for them to do. And in the middle of that, you're questioning if God is real and and, and, or maybe you're here today and you're facing a physical uh, battle in your own body and you're, you're, in, you're in the middle of a health battle right now and, and you just did not see it coming and you're, you have so many doubts and fears and there's anxiety and maybe you didn't see depression 
coming and that you would be fighting depression in the middle of this season right here. And it, this was not what you had planned. You didn't plan on losing the scholarship. You didn't plan on, on, on not being married right now. You saw all your friends get married. And you thought, I, just, I thought by now that I would be with someone, but this is not what you planned. Or maybe you thought you'd stay married and everything hasn't went according to plan. Or you thought everything would, you'd have a perfect family and, and there wouldn't be issues. And you look around, it's just all kinds of things in your life right now, emotionally, financially, relationally, that, that, that you didn't plan along the way. You look at your table this Christmas and, and you, you're, you're, you're sad because there's an empty chair where someone sat last year and it's not what you had planned. I don't want to share with you just one simple but profound thought through the life of Mary and Joseph that we can see about this Christmas season and how to live a life realizing that Emmanuel, God, is with us. And simply this, if you're taking notes, you don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. I want to say it one more time. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what plan is falling through your fingertips right now that you thought was going to happen or come through and it's not working out like you thought. But, but in the middle of it all, if I could just bring you some encouragement to let you know you don't have to understand the plan. To trust that God, in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your disappointment, in the middle of your problems, in the middle of your anxiety, in the middle of everything you're facing, that God can still have a purpose in the middle of all of it. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, it's in your notes. The, the word says this, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Man, what a great word for somebody here this morning. That, that we all have plans. Many are the plans. God's saying, I recognize that you have plans in your heart. And you, you've had dreams, Mary. And you, wanted, you, you never saw a baby named Jesus. That wasn't part of the name list that you had put together years ago. And that's not part of your plan, Mary. But, but Mary, you've got to understand my purpose is greater than your plan. That, that if you live your life and if you let my purpose prevail, then my purpose will always be greater than your plan that you have. So, so in the middle of it all, trust me in the process between the plan and the purpose. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, we, we, we get to see the purpose of God in the life of Joseph. And God speaks to him about the situation that he's in with Mary. It says this, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said this, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. I, I really pray that this same ex experience happens with someone here today where you're in the middle of a disappointing season, a disappointing situation. You're about to throw in the towel. You're about to, to, to call an audible and, and change the plan and change your experience and, and leave your relationship with God. You're about, you're about to make some pivotal decisions and God in the middle of your disappointment would break in and say, you just keep on trusting me. Keep on believing me because my plan is going to be fulfilled in your life. It says this, it says, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. 
This is our text for this Emmanuel series we've been looking at for the last few weeks. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Joseph has this word from God in a dream, and it's as if he's saying, Seriously, God? You mean to tell me that the very thing that I that was not part of my plan, that very thing is the thing that I get to be a part of in your purpose. You see, you see, Mary and Joseph had a plan, but God had a purpose. Mary and Joseph had a dream. They had a plan for how their life was going to go, but God had something greater than their plan. God had a purpose for their life. And it was this way every step of the way. I can imagine what they had envisioned, what uh, pregnancy from, from God and this whole thing would be. And, 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 and Mary probably thought just because, that, you know, because God had spoke to her, everything's going to go all right. And we think that sometimes that because when we follow God, we think, oh, everything's going to be all right. It's like, a, you know, it's like this is a no pain you know, delivery, a heavenly epidural. You know, I, I don't know what they thought was going to happen, but her water broke on a donkey. I mean, it, this is not... Ideal circumstances, you know, and, and, and maybe you're here today. This is the first time you've been to church in a long time, and, 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 there's, and there's, there's a lot of voices that are in your head about what you're not, and you don't, be, you don't need to be here, and you shouldn't, all these things that we all hear in our minds because, oh, these are the issues you have and the imperfections you have, and you have doubts, and you have fears, and all these people here, they don't have any doubt. They don't have any fear. They don't have any problems. If I could just encourage you to let you know that, that every single person in this place needs Jesus. Every single person in this place. We're at a place where we need the help of Almighty God. This is a place where no perfect people are allowed. Like this is a place for ordinary, everyday people full of doubt and fear, but trusting in the middle of it all that God has a purpose that's greater than our plan. So welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Don't wait to come back until you got it all figured out in your life. Just come broken like the rest of us and come to a God that's, that has a purpose greater than than our plan. She gave birth in an ideal situation, right? In a where we all kind of dream of, you know, this not a, you know, this perfect room. No, it was a it was a cave full of farm animals. I mean, that's what it looked like for her, not according to her plan, right? And fast forward 33 years on a cross, her watching her son give his life for the sin of humanity, her not fully understanding what was happening. There's no way she could have. All she saw is her perfect son that she loved so much, never done anything wrong to anyone. And, and now the, the, this, this government, this system, this religious system, this, these, these group of people are literally murdering him before her eyes. Mary, the Bible says, was at the crucifixion of Jesus. And she was there as they were putting stripes on his back. She was there as he was literally gasping for breath and all the while, she had to think to herself, this is not what I had planned. Maybe even crying out, Put you stop it, that's my son. He didn't do anything to anybody. She's not seeing the purpose. All she's seeing is that it's not connected to the plan that she had envisioned. And then when he breathes his last and the, and, and the sun is, is darkened, and undoubtedly she falls to the ground thinking in her own heart, this is nothing what I had planned. That this birth was not planned, this... This, this, this experience, this life, this death, this is not what I had planned. But Mary and Joseph had a plan. But God had a purpose. Mary and Joseph had a plan. But God had a purpose. For when Jesus said, it is finished. 
When Jesus gave his life and fulfilled the mission for with he came, for why he came, for when he fulfilled that mission, the purpose of God was fulfilled. And that purpose was so much greater than what Mary and Joseph could have ever envisioned and planned in their life. We say it a lot, Jesus is the reason for the season, and it's true. But if you could ask God what the reason for the season is, he would say it's you. That the purpose that, that Jesus came that was greater than Mary and Joseph's plan was us. So thousands of years later, we would be worshiping and, and, and praising and thanking Jesus for what he's done in our lives. Because he didn't just do everything according to what Mary and Joseph had planned. Thank God that God doesn't do everything that we have planned. But he allows his purpose to be fulfilled in, in our lives. Church, the best parts of my life to this day are the parts that did not go according to what I had planned. The best things about my life and my family and everything that I had envisioned, that, that the best thing of it all is that God didn't give me what, everything that I wanted, but he allowed his purpose to prevail along the way. So this, this Christmas season, be encouraged. God is with you. Not in some other place, not in some other season. But right now, when things aren't going according to plan, God is with you. And if you'll trust Him, if you'll just give Him some space, His purpose will be fulfilled in your life. And you'll look back and you'll think, God, thank you that you didn't do what I wanted you to do. But thank you that you are faithful right in the middle of my broken plans. Why don't we pray together before we leave? I don't know who this message is for. I don't know what you're facing in this place, but this is for somebody today that things aren't going according to plan. And God says today's the day that we can trust His purpose is greater than our plan. This Christmas season, this, let, let, why don't we just take some time in the things that we're worried about, the things we're anxious about, the things we're discouraged about. Why don't we just take some time and put it on the Lord and say, God, I trust that your plan, your purpose is greater than my plan. And I don't want my will, but I want your will to be done. I, I don't want what I want, God. I want what you want to be done in my life. So, 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 so cast all of your cares on God and put your whole life in His hands this Christmas season. Don't wait for some other season to give God all of yourself, but let Him have it all right now, right here where you are today. Let me pray for us. Father, thank You that You don't do everything according to my plan, but that Your purpose prevails. Lord, I pray for incredible people that are here at this third service on this Christmas Sunday, where we're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior. Father, would you remind some of your precious people here today that you're with them, that they're not alone right now when things are going not according to plan, but keep trusting, keep believing, keep serving, keep giving, keep, keep doing what God has called you to do. Because you don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speak to hearts and lives today like only you can. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and God's doing something in your heart and it's, you're ready to acknowledge that, you're ready to respond. I don't want a service to go by without giving someone opportunity to start a new relationship, a fresh start with God. And it doesn't happen by you trying to get it all together. 
It happens by you surrendering and simply saying, God, I trust your purpose is greater than my plan, so have my life. I give it to you by grace through faith. If you're here today and you want to acknowledge that God's doing something, maybe you want to give your life to Jesus or maybe you've, you've, you've turned away from God and God's doing something fresh in your life today, the Bible says if you acknowledge Jesus before men, he'll acknowledge you before his Father in heaven. So if you're here today and you say, that's me, Brandon, I would, God's doing something in my life. On the count of three, just lift your hand. I'd love to pray with you, know who I'm praying with. So if that's you on the count of three, one, two, three, just lift your hand and say, yes, Jesus, I give my life to you. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. I trust your plan. I trust your plan greater than my plan. It's awesome. That's you today. Why don't we just pray this prayer of surrender together. Just say, Jesus, I need you. I give my life to you today. Thank you that your purpose is greater than my plan. Would you forgive me of my sins? I give my life completely to you. I trust you. Oh, I give you my doubts. I give you my fears. I give you my failures. I give you my hopes. I give you my dreams. I give you my future. Lord, all of me, Lord, I give to you today. You have it all, Lord. I'm not holding on to any control, Lord. I cast everything that I am onto you, God, and pray that you would fill me with your spirit. Pray that you would change me, God. Would you do a work in me that never dies? Lord, from now to eternity, I give my life completely to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.